all right hey guys welcome back to teach your podcast got a special guest today i don't know that's special yeah you're special to me anyway <laughs> i mean <laughs> learned a lot from you i mean this is all together because of you mostly i mean i came to you learned a few things came here tried to put it in practice and look at me yeah yeah i mean i don't know i think um i think it's difficult right because because you you were well aware of what you wanted to do right? right you were well aware of you wanted to start a podcast you wanted to have a platform where you could voice your own opinions and have conversations that yeah. were structured in a way that you wanted them to be but it's more and this is something i struggled with especially at the start is is how do you actually do the thing right mm. because if you listen or watch a podcast whatever it is with whoever is the host it kind of seems a little bit like magic, right? Like for me, for instance, when I began, yeah. I had no idea about a hosting website or or how to actually record sound into yeah. a computer or how to, you know, host it or anything. Like, it's very hard to believe that, though. Yeah. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> I mean, welcome to Teach Your Podcast. It's really good to have you. Thank I mean, you. this feels like teacher and student. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Jesus. But yeah, thank well, you for having me. I'm I mean, very, for very anyone who doesn't know who I have, um, Harry. Yeah. What's hello. your last name, Harry? Powell. P-O-W-E-L-L. Uh, do you know what? I, this is how I think your last name is. I say Harry B-J-J. I'm like, wait, that's not his last name. That's no, like, that's the spot. Like, yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having to have me. You it's here. very kind of you. Thank I mean, you. I, want, I want everyone to, you know, introduce yourself. Oh, okay. How cool. do you want people to, you know? Uh, I mean, that's that's a very difficult question. Uh, I mean, yeah, my name is Harry Powell, and I just am really, like, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, uh, we, obviously, we, we, we know each other because of Tom, yeah. um, and I met Tom through Jiu-Jitsu, but um, how do I introduce myself? Fuck, I don't know, man. I just do stuff, like, I just yeah. do stuff. I, I don't... I don't. One thing that, that's important to me, and maybe this is a bit too deep to be, for the first five minutes of the podcast, but um, I try to live life in a way that I follow um, some of Nietzsche's teachings, which is don't marry yourself to any ideology. So, mm. so for instance, like obviously in my the reason you thought my name was Harry BJJ is because yeah. that's my Instagram handle <laughs> yeah. and, and that's my Twitter handle, but. I, I do jiu-jitsu because I love it and mm. because I enjoy it, not because that's who I am. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't want to be defined by jiu-jitsu because, I mean, shit, we've, there's been so many injuries mm. doing combat sports. It wouldn't surprise me if an injury comes at some point that just stops my ability of doing jiu-jitsu. Don't put it out there. Well, I mean, look, you know, there, there were there were enough injuries that put me out of kickboxing for God knows how long. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, it could happen. It's a possibility. Um, and in the same vein with podcasting, right? Like, I've done the podcast for since January. Right. So, just before this lockdown. This year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So, it's super new, right? Super new. But you're doing I, great. I, well, I don't know. Uh, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. But, like, I think um, I started it because I've been wanting to do one for about five years. Mm. Well, since I was a kid, actually, since I was a kid in secondary school, what I wanted to do was I like reached out to local pubs and stuff. I was like 15, right? So they were definitely going not going to let pubs. me in. But, but like I reached out to them and was like, is there a chance like in the daytime yeah. where we could harvest off like half of the pub or something yeah. and just have a group of us in there that have a conversation? Because I didn't feel like, even then, I didn't feel like conversation 
at an actual meaningful level was happening. Mm. Um, obviously, they said no, right? Like, <laughs> obviously, they said no. Um, so you should have had someone who was eighteen or something. Yeah, but I mean, I was fifteen, right? I didn't have any friends, and my sister wouldn't have done it. Um, but yeah, like that, you know. So it's in, it's been in the back of my mind. It's been in the workings for a long, long time, and then. I, I think this year it was just kind of like, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm just not going to do it. Mm. So I just was like, fuck it, I'll just start it and see what happens. And, you know, it, it's happened, right? Like, it's going. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing crazy numbers, but the numbers don't really mean a lot I don't think to me. you should, anyone should ever look at numbers. Mm. Yes, they're good. Mm. They, I think numbers are just for ego. To be fair, That's probably if you're doing thing. something you enjoy, then don't look at the numbers. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'm happy that episode's done. I'm happy I edited it. I'm happy. Yeah, and that's what you should be focusing on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the only reason I look at numbers is, is for because, I mean, maybe this is a question for you as well. It's mm-hmm. like because I enjoy doing something and I get value from it. Yeah, I feel like other people can get value from it as well, right? Mm-hmm. So. The best way to do that is to be able to reach a further audience, a wider audience. Yeah. So I try to combat the feeling of, because me looking at numbers, like I've done it and I'm, maybe you've done it, I don't know. Yeah. Is like you look at it and you're like, oh, like why is that, why are those numbers lower than those numbers? Or why are those numbers higher than those numbers? What yeah. can I do to, to change that, right? Uh, and that becomes a slippery slope and, and ke- became a slippery slope, right? Um, like I've tried uh, Instagram, um, like sponsored marketing oh yeah promoting it doesn't work yeah. right like it does not seem to translate into actual listens mm. you get a fuck ton of likes on your post but yeah. it doesn't actually transfer into listens um, same with Facebook yeah. advertising doesn't actually transfer into listens and now it could be that just the way that I'm doing it is wrong possibly but I just feel well the thing that, that I keep coming back to is just continuing to do the thing yeah and then if it grows it will grow and if it doesn't grow it doesn't grow yeah do you know what I mean yeah. like as you say, if I if I feel like I'm getting enjoyment out of it, then that's yeah, and, and the other person is getting enjoyment out exactly, of it too, right? Yeah. Then 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 that's probably the most important thing. I think one thing I've noticed, like um, running or having a podcast, is like yeah. when people come on and it's just like it's like giving them a platform to talk about certain things that they will never talk about in real life mm-hmm. or they don't have the time to. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's like they release something. Yeah. So I feel I get joy from that. Yeah then joy looking at numbers and then also it could be because i don't understand the numbers sure. so when i look at the numbers i'm like okay so what does that mean yeah. and what does it i'm just like you know what? i'm just not gonna focus on that let me just do what i like and maybe in the future i'll understand the numbers yeah right i now. mean i think that's probably a really really positive way to look at it to be honest because you definitely definitely can get caught up in in wanting because then like it, it kind of takes away from the point of why you're doing it right because mm. if you're looking at numbers and you're like oh i need to be i need to be better well, what does mm. better mean right exactly does better mean more figures on a page or does better mean that the actual conversation you have enriches you and makes you feel like you've changed or been able to change somebody's opinion right yeah and i think that it's it's because to me anyway it's because of the culture that we live in where things are mm. way more accessible right and they can come a lot faster with money generally yeah so when you look at something that does take a long time yeah and it is a bit of a grind at times like i'm sure you've had conversations on here that were not hard to get through but that were slower and a bit more 
wady than others yeah. and some as we spoke about off air go for six hours and it's a breeze right yeah. like you're four hours deep and you don't even remember what happened two hours ago <laughs> true yeah, yeah so you know i think that and i think that's natural right like i've had conversations with people that i feel like i have to i have to be more aggressive and i don't mean aggressive in a like, masculine sort of way but aggressive in in trying to force them out of their shell a little bit yeah whereas with others i just say nothing and they talk for two hours and it's grand yeah so i and i agree with you that that giving somebody a platform to say things they wouldn't usually say yeah but that's what's wrong i think right what do what's, you mean what's wrong is that there shouldn't really need to be a platform but have you that. seen the world that we live in like i, I agree i agree and and that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast and probably yeah. one of the reasons why you started the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. But to me, it's like, we should just be having these conversations. That's my thoughts, exactly. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I live my life like that. Like, if I sure. need to speak to someone, I don't need to come on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hence yeah. why most, nine times out of ten, like, you're not going to hear my story because I live my life out. Like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I need to say something to you, I would say it. I have yeah. no qualms yeah. about anything. Um but i want to know like where does where does that come from in terms of like the grinding like wait wait where, where are you from like where do you oh jesus where's your okay. family from so, trying to get to know you so i'm not sure my dad's english but i'm not 100 percent sure where he was born or whatever okay he left when I, my mom my mom and him split when i was seven and speak and to your dad bring him on i've not spoken to my dad in <laughs> oh okay. my now I'm 27 now, so if maybe 16 years. I haven't spoken to him wow. before. Um, so, yeah, I have fucking no idea how to get him on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. Maybe I'll check that on Facebook and see if he's around. I'm going to have to look for him. <laughs> but, yeah, my my mom was born in Wales. Okay. Um, to my nan, who was English but lived in Wales, and my granddad, who was Scottish mm. uh, but living in Wales. Um, my mom moved to London when she was 16 because she just wanted to make something of herself. Okay. She wanted to first be an RAF pilot, but that didn't work out. Big ambitions. She then wanted to be an MI5 agent. Whoa. That didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so she ended up working in like hotel chains and this oh, kind of bless. stuff and just. But I mean, she would she would say that those were the best times of her life, right? Because she had somewhere to live for free yeah somewhere to eat for free mm. and generally the hotel she was working at it was like decent food right like it wasn't shit and and you know she was like a manager of whatever she was and she was earning decent enough money when you're not spending anything yeah and she would just go out and like enjoy london as london should be enjoyed yeah when you have money to play with right um and then she met my dad and my dad was oh, fuck, that's what my in dad london was See, I don't even know. I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, you know, my mom didn't like talking about the relationship that, that much afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then they moved around quite a lot. They owned a, po- a post office together that did really well. Okay. That was back in Wales. And then um, they moved to Telford when my dad got a job at a food distribu- distribution company. He was like what would you think like regional manager for like the welsh area so the company was called break brothers so it's mm. basically like you go to a restaurant and the people that deliver the food to the restaurant was the company that you worked for right? mm. um and from what i can understand it was a well enough paying job right yeah so they moved to telford and that's where i grew up telford's like 20 miles from from birmingham well, i spent most of my life in telford um okay. i was born in wales but 
when I was three, I moved to Telford. When did you move to London? Why did I move to London? Well, when? I was, when? Mm. Oh, ooh, like five years ago. Okay, that's like that. fairly recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved to London for work, really, no, nothing else. Uh, I was, um, I was working, so I'd, jeez, oh, to skip most of my childhood, when I got yeah. to like 16, um, I wanted to be a riot squad officer. That's what I wanted to be. What's that? So in the police, when okay. a riot happens and the, those Donnies turn up with oh, yeah, yeah. big shields and stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was me. That's what I wanted Why? to be. Why? That is such a weird um, um, well, job to want. A lot of my childhood was based around protecting people, right? So, okay. so I think it was just a plus. It was an adrenaline rush, right? Like the idea of like some Donny is gonna blow up an airport and I get to go run in and fucking see what's going on. Like that, that's an adrenaline rush. So, so I think those two two things combined went in. But I chatted to a guy. There was like a careers day at my school. Yeah. I went and chatted to the police guy, and he saw that I was wearing glasses, and he was like, "What's your eyesight like?" And I was like, "Pretty shit, mate. I won't mm-hmm. lie to you." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "That's gonna be a problem." Um, you can wear contacts though, can't you? I can, um, but it's more that even with contacts, even with glasses, my eyesight's pretty bad. Um, so I, uh, I I went through some of the process and I eventually failed because of my eyes, right? Mm. So and that was okay, like it was fine. But I went back and I said to my mom, like, what, what should I do? Right? Mm. And she was like, well, what are you good at? Yeah. And what's gonna pay us some money because mm. I need to help with bills and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that was IT, right? So I got yeah. an apprenticeship in IT and then the way that it worked was at the end you had a couple of exams and mm. based on the results of those exams were the hierarchy of order that you would be offered out to job places. Yeah. So I was offered out to a certain job place at the end, which was a company in Stafford. I worked for them and then I got friendly with a guy there and some guy was like, look, I'm going to London, mm. come and work for me, essentially. So I was like, why the fuck not? Cool. So I did. And then that's how I came to London. Yeah. Five years ago. It's just, five years it's, ago. seems like five years ago is like a really long time, but it's actually not that long. Yeah, it's not. So what have you been doing since then? I mean, you to me, you seem like a very an accomplished young man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I, I want you to share the I secret. Mean, I mean, what do you mean by accomplished? Let's start there. I mean... I don't know if you are happy for me to say, yeah, yeah, but like, on. you know, you have your own flat. Yeah. I think that's one thing I noticed. I was just like, okay, that's, to me, that's like a major standout to me. I was right. just like, okay, I feel like I need to get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, immediately, I was like, okay, if I start my podcast, I definitely, I didn't tell you this yeah. the first time we met, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was just like looking around, just watching your body um, behavior right. and all that. I was just like, okay, it seems cool. We'll talk. <laughs> Not now, but we will. So I want to know, like, how did that come about and what kind of discipline, you know, do you need to have in order to attain something like that? Um, so, that's a, that's a, I don't know. So, so how I got the flat really mm. was there's a potential for a lot of money to be earned in IT, right? Okay. Without necessarily being really good at it. Okay. So, there is uh there are two ways of working just generally and that's one is like contracting or being a a contractor having your own company that kind of thing and one is being a permanent employee Mm. contracting is massive in it because in it a lot of the 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 work is done on a project basis so when you're a contractor you're paid on a day rate because it's deemed to be more risky because let's say 
I wanted you to, I don't know, if we take Tom for instance, I yeah. wanted Tom to build me an app. Yeah. And I've determined it's going to take Tom six weeks. Okay. Well, I'll employ Tom only for six weeks. But because he there's a potential that he's out of work for the rest of the year, mm -hmm. he's paid a premium, right? Okay. So when I heard about contracting, like I was working in the first job I came to down in London. Yeah. And I was barely able to afford food, right? Like the rent and stuff was just crazy. So yeah. back in that time, like I would, <laughs> I'm not exactly proud of this, but it's a funny story. Like I had enough money to basically go to Sainsbury's downstairs, buy a packet yeah. of ham and a bread roll, right? And like that was basically my food for the day, right? So what I would do or what I learned is that in Sainsbury's downstairs in Hoban, yeah. if you put two bread rolls on the weight scale and only put in one, yeah. It didn't recognise that there was two, right? Stealing. The limit is three by the Stealing. way. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so so if you put if you put three on the scale, it recognises, don't do that. Yeah. Um but yeah, two is fine. Yeah. So I would have two bread rolls mm -hmm. <laughs> for the price of one. And and yeah, like a like some ham and whatever and like then whatever was in the cupboard at home that I'd managed to put together. Um and you know, sometimes they were, it was super demoralizing. Like I called my mom and she'd be like, you're right? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, fine. She was like, you sound hungry. <laughs> and I'm like- It's funny how mums always oh, know this. It's ridiculous, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. And my mom would lend me some money and yeah. and that's like always super demoralizing, right? Um, and then, yeah, when, when I when I found out the contracting was a thing, I started to, to look into it more. And it was a similar thing about podcasting. Like, I mm. understood it was a thing, but I had abs, it seemed like the dark arts in order to get into it. Mm. And then, eventually like i found out the money that you could make from from contracting and mm -hmm. i was like fuck this like why this guy that sat opposite me is earning three times what i'm earning mm -hmm. doing exactly the same job like am i done like, yeah what am i doing <laughs> so i i left that company yeah i started my own company whatever yeah. and i started contracting uh, and i contracted for about two years okay and that's how i got the house so I don't mind talking figures if you're happy for me to talk figures. Please do. So so when I first, so it was my first ever contract, right? And I was relatively yeah. new to IT in that yeah. I only got about five years experience, right? Okay, that's still um, a long time. It is, but you're, when you're, when you're, ex so there's a there's sort of a preconceived notion of when you're a contractor, you're like at the top of your game. Okay. Right. So when me at 23 mm. was applying for roles, People are like, who the fuck's this guy? Right? Yeah. So the funny story, when I turned up for my first day as a contractor, my manager came up to me and was like, are you here for work experience? Because he'd oh, never met dang. me in person. Yeah. And I was like, nah, G. I'm here for the job. <laughs> I'm your new employee. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Come this way. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, when I, when I yeah, so any, sorry. So you're, you're expected to be the top of your game, right? Yeah. And I wasn't at the top of my game, right? Mm -hmm. I don't really want to be at the top of my game in that field anyway, but that's a different story. Um, and yeah, so the first contract I was offered, I think it was 300 pounds a day, right? Okay. Or 280 a day, something like that. Mm. Um, and I went in, went in at that rate, the job was supposed to be 350 a day, right? But I went in at that rate because the recruiter basically said, this is your first contract, yeah. get you, let's get you in the door, yeah. and then we can talk about higher prices at renewal time. I'm like, cool. So it was only supposed to be a three month contract. But they ended up keeping me for two years. Um, Sick. And through that, I... So it usually works with either have a three-month contract or a six-month contract. Mm. So I was renewed a couple of times on three-month contracts, and eventually they gave me a six-month contract. Um, and I worked up to a point where I was earning 440 a day, right? So 
obviously when you're when you, when you're when you're earning that, obviously it sounds a lot of money and it is a lot of money. Yeah. But it's uh, you have to pay corporation tax, you yeah. have to pay personal tax, you have to pay business tax, you have to pay all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I would get a letter from a tax man asking me for twenty grand council like tax right, for a month, right? And you're like, that would hurt my feelings. Like it hurt my feelings a lot, <laughs> right? So although you know, on the face of it, like four fifty a day is about one hundred and twenty grand a year, right? Yeah. So that sounds like a ton of money, and it is a ton of money mm-hmm. until the tax man comes calling, right? And there are ways and means that you can hide a lot of money and, and hide. I didn't ever do that just yeah. because I felt like I'm earning this amount of money now having come from essentially having no money Enough, yeah like let me just pay my dues do you know what I mean yeah so because I lived a relatively like I'm I'm pretty I'm, I'm quite an introverted person whether that makes any sense having a podcast no, or I whatever. hear you no I understand but, but I'm quite an introverted person and I don't really live a lavish life at all mm-hmm. um so I just basically saved everything I earned. And at that job, I was working stupid hours, right? Like stupid hours. So I didn't have time yeah. to spend any money either. Yeah. I would go to work, go to training and go home. That was it. Um, mm. So I saved up about 80K okay. and uh, over the two years. And then I said, like, it was my dream. One of my, me and my mom's dreams was to buy a house for the family, right? Like a, a okay. earning potential for the family. Yeah. So... I was like, I'm gonna do it, right? Like, I'll do it. Yeah. And and unfortunately, my mom passed before she ever got to see the house completed. But oh, sorry um, about that. Nah, it happens. But you know, like, we did it anyway. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, we did it anyway. There's still some and, positivity. Yeah. So so that's how I bought the house, right? Like, it wasn't really any, it wasn't any grandiose, like, amazing, sort of characteristics or traits that I have about myself. Right? Yeah. I just fucking did the work. Like that's really it, yeah. right? and it's that's kind of the way that it's been, in in some fashions. In some fashions, I'm incredibly lazy. But mm. if it comes to, if there's work to be done, I'll do the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I remember in my in my um, in my apprenticeship, like my missus would be in bed at the time, and I'd be up at three a.m. like lying outside, like outside the door in the landing, so I could have the light on, not to wake anyone up, reading my revision books, right? Yeah. And I would do that and do that and do that until the, the stuff stuck in my head that I would need to pass the exams. Yeah. In the same vein, in my first in my first real job in IT, you know, I do like 90 hour weeks and then I'd be on call where I was getting calls at three in the morning and I'd have to turn my laptop on and fix stuff and I'd be back in the office at eight and, you know, oh. you know just do the work, right? So yeah. if, there's, if there's one thing that, you know, like, how did you do it? I'm like, yeah. I just did the work. Do the work. Right? And just get fortunate. Right. I think to be fair, like I think, like you mentioned, like the environment that we live in or mm. the culture that we're in mm. at the mm. moment, people just want things to come at them. Like, read. I want it today. Mm-hmm. They're in the now. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Mm-hmm. If I'm doing the work, I want the results now, mm-hmm. not knowing. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking at someone who's got something that they like. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did you get that? Like, so, so mate, you just met me. I've been grinding. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, it was like really. I was, just, I was fascinated. I just like. There's no way, like, I'm sure there's a story behind this. Cause... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I learned to do hard work at seven, right? Mm. Like, like, and just to preface before I start that, like, the tax laws changed in the UK, or they were going to change, and, okay. and I had to stop contracting, so I've now gone permanent, right? Mm. So my earning potential is now half of what it was, really. Yeah. So, you know, life's changed because of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the work thing, it's like... When I was seven, and my 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 mom, 
and my dad split up. Like I called yeah. my nan, right? And this is a story of fucking so many people have heard. But yeah. I called my nan, right? And I was like, what do I do now? Right. And she's this like- This is after the split? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I remember I was sat on the, so it was, it was the day, the same day, yeah. or the day after, right? I called my nan and I'm like, what do you want me to do? So my nan was like my idol, right? She was like my hero. Yeah. And she was like, just gotta grow up and look after your family. What did that question mean to you? Like, cause that's a very weird question to ask but for a child. At that point, like I didn't, I didn't understand the gravity of that question, right? Yeah. My sister was super upset. My mom was super upset. So I just called the woman that had all the answers always, right? <laughs> oh, and I was like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> right? And she was like, just gotta grow up and be the man of the house. And I was like, okay, cool. How do I do that? Did you ask that question? That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, okay, how do I do that? What did she say? She was like, you just gotta grow up. And I was like, okay. Bro, there's no tools. She's not handing you any tools. Right, but but she didn't know any tools, yeah. right? Because what do you give a seven-year-old? So from that time- I'd be like, heartbroken if a seven-year-old asked me such a question. Like, I remember that my mind just changed there and then. At that moment, sitting on the stairs, I was like, okay, cool. My life's different now. And that's how it's been, right? Like. Wow. That's how it's been, always. Is your nan still alive? No, no, my nan, my nan passed away probably three years before my mom did. Mm. Uh, your sister is alive though, right? Yeah, 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 my sister's calm, <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, I can My sister's fine, my sister, uh, yeah, yeah, she's married with two children, two beautiful children. That's and amazing. Yeah, she's doing good, she's doing good. But um, yeah, yeah, my nan was, my nan, my nan, to be fair to her, she did well. Like she got to like ninety three, right? Like she was, wow. yeah, she did really, really well. And there's the story of her death is quite amazing, to be honest. Like she, so my granddad died before I was born, right? Okay. So, so my nan was living on her own for a long time, like a mm. long time. Um, no boyfriends. No, she was married, right? Like in her uh, mind, she was married. Still ma- yeah, on hundred percent. Old school, old school was, yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent yeah. old school. Like, and the story of my granddad dying is kind of crazy as well. Like he, he worked in a hospital and he knew he had cancer, but didn't oh. tell anyone in the family, not even his wife, yeah. until about a week before he passed. And when the pain was like basically too much, he was bedridden. He was like, yeah. by the way, I've got cancer. And like he kept That's it in. a strong man. Yeah, unbelievable. And she's the same, right? Yeah. Like, like never once did I hear her complain, ever, about anything, ever, mm. right? Do you think you have some of that trait uh, in you? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Do you find yourself complaining about the silly things? Nah, not really. Oh, that's <laughs> not, good. Not then. really. But like, it's the same with my mom. Like, my mm. mom, my mom was a workhorse as well. Always, always a workhorse. And and um, yeah, when my nan passed away, like she, she basically, she, she was. So the stairs in her house were really steep, and this one yeah. was ninety three, right? So she used to crawl up the stairs, basically, because she couldn't walk up them anymore. Yeah. It was too hard for her. And uh, we don't know what happened, right? We don't actually know because no one was there. But what we think is that she must have been dizzy or whatever and fell down the stairs and she had a heart attack and whatever. But she survived, right? Like she survived the whole night. And my uncle saw her in the morning, put her in hospital. And I got the call. I was supposed to have an exam that day, but I got the call and they're like, your nan's got 24 hours to live. So we all go down to Wales and we see her and she survives for like five months, right? That is she, a had, she had two, two, two heart attacks. She was 93, had two heart attacks in the hospital, but survived. And, and what she was doing was when, we, when everyone, so everyone got there, right? Almost everyone. And at the beginning, 
it was like she was fine. Like she was absolutely fine. She was a bit banged up and stuff, but she was fine. Mm-hmm. And, and then slowly, 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 she deteriorated. And that was awful for everyone to watch but her, right? Mm-hmm. But what was crazy about that story was she would ask for people. Right? Oh. And then when, uh, like near the end, she wasn't really able to hold proper conversation with you, but she'd mm-hmm. ask, she'd say names. Mm-hmm. She'd ask for people. And the one person she was asking for was my cousin Claire. And my cousin Claire was on holiday at the time. Like, I think it was a honeymoon, actually. Yeah. So nobody had told her. Right? Yeah. Because why would you ruin the honeymoon? And then when the honeymoon, when she got back from holiday, she was told she came. Mm. She saw my nan and my nan died the next day. So it's like, oh my, my nan made a choice, right? Like, my nan made a choice. It feels yeah. like that way anyway. Yeah. Like she like, made a choice. I'm not dying till I see this right, person. Right, right, right. She's like, I've seen everyone, but I'm waiting for you. Yeah. And then she saw her, and then she was like, all right, cool, I'm done now. Imagine, it, you know what would be so cool? Imagine after she's so clear, she's like, all right, good night. <laughs> yeah. That's, but that's, that's what it felt like, right? That's what it felt like. Yeah. Because we were there. We were there that day. Like, the, we, me and my mum were the last people to see her. Yeah. And um, she was just... I mean, she kept asking for water and stuff, but she was just peaceful, right? She didn't seem in pain. Yeah. Not too much. Not like I remember anyway. And and then, yeah, she just went, right? But yeah, like she was just, uh, she was an incredible woman. An mm. incredible, incredible woman. I kind of, I feel like that kind of has affected you in a positive way. Like uh, uh, you have this hardworking, yeah. your yeah, yeah. nan, your yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, and also like having had, what do you call it? Bread and ham. <laughs> you know what yeah there's something about the struggle like if yeah, you've yeah. gone through the real struggle where yep. you actually had no money yep. and that's not because you're like someone took your money away or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like you appreciate like the smallest things yep and and i think the struggle as well was like really moving to london was the first time that i properly struggled with money like mm. i didn't realize it at the time but my mom and dad when they were together were pretty well off right mm. they both had a car we lived in a really nice house. Did they ever leave you anything? Sorry? Did they ever leave you anything? Uh, Inheritance or anything? I like mean, that? my mom, when she passed, left me the house. So it, okay. there, there was a house. Yeah. Um, not the house that I grew up in, she had to move. Because, yeah, yeah part of the story is basically when my, when my father left, he took a lot of the money that we had as a family, right? And, and because my mom had uh, custody over me and my sister, she had to keep the house. Yeah. But the mortgages were paid and the mortgage repayments were far too much for her to afford. Mm. So we had to move relatively soon after. Mm. Um, but the house that she bought the second time, she bought outright with basically everything she had. Yeah. And when we were living at the house I grew up in, like she struggled. Mm. We didn't know it really at the time because we were too young to understand what that meant. But she struggled and then struggled again mm. when we moved to the second house. Um, but my mom was also an alcoholic at that point, right? right? So the struggle, the struggle that I went through, wasn't yeah. necessarily financial, but it was definitely emotional. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but yeah, the first time I struggled financially really was moving to London. Like mm. I moved out when I was living in Telford, but I moved out with friends, so the load is kind of shared and, yeah. and rent in Telford or where we live with Stafford, it's like relatively low, right? So yeah. for a two bed house, we paid like 600 pounds a month or something stupid like that, combined, right? Wow. So so it's basically nothing, do you know what yeah. I mean? Even me working on an apprenticeship wage was fine to, to pay that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming to London where essentially three quarters of my wage was my rent and mm. all of that, like that was that was rough. But you know, I think you're right. That, that something that's utterly apparent about life is that struggle is important, but the right yeah. kind of struggle. 
you know it what makes I mean? you appreciate life it does sure. it really does and it makes you appreciate the things that are good and appreciate the things that are bad as well yeah. because you need both but i think that it's really difficult to preach struggle to somebody who's struggling through no choice of their own mm. in a way yeah. that's utterly detrimental to their life right mm. like like somebody that's utterly poor yeah and has absolutely nothing yeah that's the not uh, it's too extreme of a struggle in some fashions right yeah in the same vein somebody that's utterly rich is struggling mm-hmm. in a different way yeah, yeah. and it's equally it, it is too still extreme. they still have their own struggles of course but it, yeah, in terms yeah, of, of like financial struggle it's not yeah i mean do you think um say parents or guardians should really um expose how the struggle that they're going through to their kids because I feel like sometimes parents struggle they don't tell their kids and they like go into alcoholism or whatever mm-hmm. drugs and the kids like uh mom what's happening yeah like yeah, yeah. Do, they, do you feel like parents should be yep yeah, absolutely so it wasn't until so there was those really weird times in in my childhood where mm-hmm. my mom realized that and this is gonna sound really arrogant but it, it's not like that she mm. realized that i was the alpha now mm. right? that i kind of taken over that role how at, old were you at that time i don't know 13 maybe okay um that's a lot of pressure though but i didn't really feel pressure like i was just doing what my nan told me <laughs> like honestly that's you know how your felt. nan's a legend my nan is a, <laughs> uh, she is a phenomenal woman one yeah. of the greatest women i've ever met yeah right? um i was just doing what i was told mm. really and and there was a time then when my mom slowly slowly started to open up about how she was feeling and Mm. and at the time again i was 13 i didn't understand really truly i understand the words she was saying but i didn't understand the gravity of what she was saying yeah and she you know she was utterly depressed right utterly depressed um and deep into alcoholism Mm. um and i had no method to stop it did Neither she tell you about the alcohol? No, but we knew because, you know, so without, I mean, I guess we can go, go into it, it's fine. Like how, how it started was my father used to work away. He used to work in Wales. So it was like a two and a half hour drive every day for him, both yeah. ways, like four, four hours total. And he would leave before we wake up. And yeah. then when he'd come back, my mom had finished work and she'd make dinner for them and they'd sit down over a bottle of wine and they'd have a conversation about their day, right? Yeah. When he left, she continued to drink the same bottle of wine. And then one became two, became three, became four, became five, became six some nights, right? And Seven bottles of wine. Six, usually. Six. So wow. so, so the, the most I ever saw her go was six, but usually it'd be two or three, right? Mm. Um, six was a bad night. Uh, and then, but we'd see her drink it, right? And mm. because we were young, we had no method to stop her, right? What were we gonna do? Yeah. She, we had no money, right? So, so, you know, it's not like we could, if we smashed all the bottles in the house, which I did once, she'd just buy more, right? Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I feel like I would have done that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's, there's very little that you can do. And equally, I didn't have the ability to communicate in a way that would get through to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and my mom, you know, my mom taught me from a very young age, that if you're going to do something, you're going to do it by your own choice, not because somebody tells you to do it. Mm. Right? That's a good lesson. And, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't a lesson I enjoyed at the time, but <laughs> but it's still, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a time when my mom decided, okay, I'm done now. And she just stopped and never drank again, ever, mm-hmm. right? And that was it. It was just done. Um, but, I wonder what triggered that. Um, she was told she was going to die, basically. 
because she she just done so much damage to her body, and she was she was never a, a, a she was she was overweight, right? Yeah. And she was also riddled with tons of other medical problems. Mm. So, you know, not only did and I understand completely why she did what she did. Like she she'd raised two children. Yeah. She'd been involved in a marriage that didn't go how she wanted. She'd mm. been. I mean, he was an arsehole, right? Like, really, he was an arsehole, my father. Mm. Um, and so she'd been involved, and she, she she blamed herself for choosing that man, right, to father oh, her yes. children, right? Um, and then she had all these medical problems and everything else, and she just felt like the work she'd put in, she hadn't been rewarded by life. Really, that's what it was. Yeah. So she just decided, fuck it. You know mm. what I mean? Fuck it, I'm just going to live how I want to live. Mm. And the way that... Or, or, not even that, it was more that she was just trying to feel less pain, right? Honestly, that's what it was. Physical mm. and emotional. And the way that she did that was just get drunk, right? Because she wouldn't feel the pain, or at least she wouldn't remember the pain the next morning. It's very weird, because, like... I mean, I know you don't drink, but... Yeah. That whole drinking to forget... I When I drink and I'm having an issue, it's just... It just heightens the whole situation i just feel the emotions more yeah and that's what happened to mom too i to just don't get how people drink to forget because mm-hmm. i'll if i drink that means i can't control my emotions i'm mm-hmm. gonna be crying it's <laughs> 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 gonna be talking about it when i'm sober i'm just like i feel like i can handle yeah so i just don't know how people like do that yeah i mean i think i think what it does is it for my mom anyway it, i think it numbed some of it mm. in her brain it may have numbed it but outwardly she was very very emotional very very emotional mm. um you know we would I, I always said it like after 6 p.m world war three was incoming every single night right wow because that's what would happen imagine right such and, a household yeah but it for was a so, child I yeah mean, and it yeah. was so strange because in the morning she never had a hangover right this woman was fucking incredible, right? <laughs> Never had a hangover. And I bet you she woke up super early as well. I mean, yeah, she got us ready for school every morning. So, you know, mm. and and she also would never, I mean, I question this a lot, but she used to say that she would never remember what happened the night before. Mm. And I struggle to believe that. But if, if she did remember, she put on an amazing face to, to make us believe she didn't remember. Yeah. But... Yeah, like it was, they were rough. They were rough nights. They were rough years in the evenings anyway. Yeah. Um, but you, know, you just learn to endure, right? And I think that's one of the biggest lessons was that's, that was the struggle. The struggle was, was learning to endure, mm. right? And learning that, that although it's relatively mentally damaging. Yeah. And the reason why I don't drink is that. But it's like... Okay, you know what? Now that... Because when we first met, and then it's like, oh, he doesn't drink. I was yeah. just like, okay. Yeah, people usually think it's religious. It's nothing no, I literally didn't think, really, I just like, there there must be a reason. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking, it's like, is he, was he an alcoholic? Nah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like really, when I say, I used to, I used to lie, essentially. And I tell people, oh, it's because, you know, I always drive on nights out and whatever. Mm. It's nothing to do with that. It's because my mom was an alcoholic and I saw enough that I just don't give a f- I, I don't I don't need that in mm. my life and and frankly it, there's probably an element of fear in there as well I imagine if yeah. I get drunk I'd be a fucking nightmare <laughs> yeah don't get drunk no like honestly I think I think I if be. you know your energy when you're sober and yeah. think when if I get drunk no one's gonna be alive <laughs> well I just think it's like a lot of you know the one of the one of the really 
bad things that came out of my childhood was was for a long time I, I felt like I had to be in control of everything mm. right like mostly myself but yeah that then extrapolated out to a lot of other things and it's because in the household I felt like if I couldn't control the situation my mom and my sister could get hurt right yeah so it was just a natural that you know my nan wasn't there to be, you know she lived in Wales like two and a half three hours away right so it wasn't like I could just she couldn't see a situation in person and check me for being like allow that to go or don't allow that to go or whatever yeah. whatever so I kind of built this this facade that I need to be in control of everything and that thankfully has as I've got older and, and I don't have to be that person anymore mm. has kind of whittled away a lot I still like to be in control of myself but I don't really care about being in control of other situations and I think okay, things like I was gonna ask because um, sometimes when I think I also have struggled with like control and yeah, yeah, wanting yeah. to control everything. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it kind of takes the fun away from things. Sure. And it's like you realize later on, it's like, oh, that could have been an opportunity to have fun, and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. just taking, trying to control everything. I mean, I don't really do fun, to be honest. Why not? What do you mean? I don't really do it. In the same vein, like, so, <laughs> so I don't really do happiness either. Okay, please. Wait, 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 wait. Like, please explain. What does that mean? Because, like, you maybe your definition of fun and happiness is like going out doing something. Yeah. That is not actually definition of fun and happiness. Sure. What does that mean to you? So, fun. I don't know what fun means really. I try to do things that give purpose and meaning. Right. I feel like fun is meaningless essentially like and this i know Very i'm well aware like yeah. this is something that imogen my partner struggles with all the time i'm right? gonna all throw time, you away right <laughs> it's like she loves halloween for instance right i just don't get it like i don't get it okay. it's not it's not meaningful to me right? why i think and this is gonna sound really morbid right really really morbid mm-hmm. but i don't mean it like that i feel like the fun was taken out of life as a kid oh. right like like but and, and let me state this like people say this all the time about how tragic it is it's fucking not like it's really really not mm-hmm. like the, the the choices that were made for me and that i made mm-hmm. and that i accepted have undoubtedly proved so profitable it's just that i didn't have the same childhood that most kids had around me anyway now yeah. don't get it twisted i still went out and played football on the street with all my mates i still went out and got into scuffles i still mm. went out and climbed trees and did all that stuff yeah all of it i did all of that stuff okay but i looked at it differently how did you look at it like kids would look at it thinking back on it now and yeah. like the perception of what it was now back then kids wanted to play out because it was fun i wanted to play out because it was an escape right so okay that's one of the reasons why i got into things like i i also have an obsessive personality in a lot of ways like Mm. you know the control part was was important for that Mm. but like i got into games right so so i've told this on the podcast before but but me and my friends got so good at call of duty 4 that Mm. we were playing with like pro players and and we were like 15 right Mm. but i would spend stupid amounts of time on that game one because it was competitive and I was I, I'm a male and I enjoy it to be competitive, mm-hmm. but also because it was an escape. Okay. I could be somewhere else. Yeah. And be somebody else if I wanted to be. Okay. Right? So, 
it was fun to me. And like, again, people like Tom, me, me and Tom were just talking now about playing Call of Duty now because it's fun. Mm. Back then. But that's fun in itself, right? But it's only fun if you win. <laughs> right? And this is the point, right? Like, like it's fun because it's competitive, it's combative. It's yeah. fun because it's meaningful if you win. If I lose, I don't have fun. There's no fun. And like fun to me is just a sticky label that I put on things to appease people. Would you? No, that's ridiculous. Like to me, things, of course there's things that are enjoy, that I get vast enjoyment from, right? Mm -hmm. Like sitting down and, and sharing a meal with my partner or just talking to her or having this conversation okay. is vastly enjoyable. It's not fun though. Like it's important and it's meaningful, mm. not fun. And I have the same thing for happiness. I don't even believe happiness exists. I think happiness is a construct doesn't actually exist. Wow. I feel like, <laughs> this took, I feel took, like, a, this took I feel, a left turn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's like a, a mixture of emotions. I'm like, my feelings are hurt, but at the same time, the same I'm, time I'm like, I'm like, what is this new information I'm learning? <laughs> like I feel, on the happiness thing, I feel like, okay, the way that happiness is marketed to us. Okay, oh, marketed. I mean, it is, right? It is in the same that, Okay, if you like, if you're if you're a male, for instance, if okay. you buy this magazine, or if you do this amount of work, or in the gym, or you do this, or you buy this piece of clothing, okay. or this piece, of, you're gonna be happy. Bullshit. Doesn't exist. Mm. Doesn't exist. Right? How many times have you purchased something, whatever it is, yeah. and for a split second been like, yeah, and then two days later be like, oh yeah, it's just a thing. Excitement and happiness, two different things, right? Like, and this this is something that that again I. I got into as a child is like the meaning of words, or at least the meaning of, to me of mm. words, right? Because again, control and whatever, like, mm. like I used to be like, that's not how that word means. That's not the case. Like what a word means to you is going to be completely different potentially to what a word means to me. Yeah. Like happiness feels like it's marketed to be this, it's heaven essentially, right? Okay. Like it's deemed to be an end goal, but the yeah. world just doesn't work like that. The world works in chaos and order. Right? There okay. is going to be things, there's going to be some times, right, where you're going to, you're going to have a week where yeah. every action you take gets the result that you expected. Mm. Cool. That's perfect. That's yeah. exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be times when you lose your job and you're like, shit. Yeah. That's not what I expected. Mm. So my, you know, my argument to happiness is. But why would you put uh, your happiness on those things? Sure. Why should your happiness be determined by those things? Right, which is why happiness doesn't exist. Because the difference is, is what I, what I determine happiness to be is in waking up and having a life of meaning. But a life of meaning generally mm. means you're struggling at the same time. And you can't have struggle and happiness at the same time. It doesn't exist. In my opinion. So would you say happiness is at the end of the struggle? No, because at the end of struggle is death. <laughs> like, and I don't mean that in a morbid way either. But oh, what I mean is you're like, my <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but like, look, the the, the struggle is fun. Mm. If, if we're going to use the word fun, the struggle is fun. Uh, please explain the fun in the struggle. Do you because, mean the adrenaline or knowing that you're working towards something right. or knowing that there could be life at the end of the tunnel? It's, for me, if you're struggling, 
in okay again we were talking about struggle i mean struggling in the sense that you're able to feed yourself every day right you're able to go home to somewhere where you have shelter where warmth is and some clothes right those things aren't struggle those things are basic necessities okay but like a struggle is like let's say you've got a new job and you're grinding and you're trying to get better and you're trying okay. to, to do something or or you're doing a, a martial art or you're doing a podcast or you're doing you know what a thesis an essay whatever it is right if you choose to be involved in a struggle, right? That you determine is going to make better of your personality, of yourself, of mm-hmm. your life, that's fun. Right? To me, I'm, it's not fun, but I'm gonna use the word fun. Okay, I would say that's just living life. To you. To me. Yes. Because yes. the thing is, I've seen the struggle. Yes. And I know living yes. life, it yes. has ups and downs. Exactly. And when I'm down, I know I'm gonna be up anytime soon it might right. take longer right. i don't see that as a struggle right. i know the struggle to me is the days i went when pretty, pretty similar to you like going with a peanut butter and bread for yeah. a whole month yeah. there's no food there's no food yeah or like waiting for someone to help you or going to your friend's house because you know you're gonna there's a chance that you might have a meal there do you know what i mean like yeah. that's a struggle yep but it's interesting hearing a different definition of like the struggle to you yeah. is the thing like you know having a job or yeah that. and i mean this is a really hot word and i'm going to use it in in my interpretation but it's like my struggle is privileged essentially okay because i you know people forget i'm able to live in london mm-hmm. right in a house that i choose to live in mm-hmm. not that the government has told me to live in yeah i'm able to pay that bill from my own bank account yeah and I'm then able to have enough funds at the end of it to mm. do something, whatever that is. Yeah. Right? That's an incredibly privileged position. Okay. And us being able to sit here and have this conversation on the table that you've purchased. Yeah. With microphones that you've purchased. <laughs> yeah. Means that we're in an incredibly privileged position. It, it, right? That's true, yeah. You know, behind you is a bookcase full of books that you've bought. <laughs> right? Books! Imagine! That other humans have written! <laughs> like, Don't try and gas me up. It, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's an incredibly privileged position that we're in. Yeah and, yeah. and we're able to choose struggle. And I think that. And this is kind of. Like, I just feel. It's really hard for me to convey this. It's such a massive point in my head, but it's like. I almost see that happiness is unnecessary. Right. Because instead I could be getting better. Okay. How? Doesn't matter. You just get better in in every facet, right? Um, and you know, whether that be, I was having a conversation with a podcast I'm gonna release to this Sunday, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And, and we've talked about, basically we've talked about that well, my interpretation of the meaning of life is that you you merely just get knowledge and pass it on. Mm. And the gravity of that is that you only ever do your best work. And when you do your best work, it's going to come out naturally. Like you don't sit down and be like, I'm going to write the best piece of writing I've ever written. It right. doesn't happen. Mm. Like if you are compelled to write something, it's probably going to be better than if you forced yourself to write something. Mm. In the same vein, it's like, if you want to do something, you're gonna do it. If you don't want to do something, it's probably gonna be shit. Mm. And that that's probably, right? There's always an asterisk, there's always a, an outside of the rule. But I think happiness is just, <laughs> it's almost a waste of time, right? Because you're, you're resting. You okay. I mean? Like happiness is like, oh, 
I did it, I achieved bullshit, keep working. Like, mm. and you know, as I said, I'm ultimately lazy in a lot of ways. I'm lazy with food. Yeah. I'm lazy with looking after my body. Okay. But it's because really, if I look at it deep down, it's because I don't give a fuck. Like, like what I care about is what's in here, right? Because this is what's going to change things. Yeah. Not, and you know, I'm, I'm just as susceptible as, as everyone else to body image problems and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But when I really, really get down to it, I know that the power of me is in my brain, not in my body. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's a very important thing. Like a lot of people don't know is it's like your body is just a facade. Your yeah, it's just a meat is, vehicle. Yeah, it's just like, that's what you're presenting people, but yeah. the power is, is in the mind, your brain. Mm. Use that. And of course, it's incredibly difficult to believe that. Um, and I struggle, as I said, I struggle with it all the time, right? Like mm. I, I, I get on the scale every morning and I'm, I'm ashamed. I've been ashamed of my scale when I'm cutting. Really? Oh yeah, every day, almost every day, yeah. Are you ashaming yourself on purpose or? Uh, yeah, probably because I want, I know that, uh, I know that I can be better, right? That's what it is. Really, I know. That's it. the struggle, huh? Yeah, it's the struggle. It's the, <laughs> but it's the struggle every day of, of, you know, I know that I fail every day too. Because I'll, not every day, but, you know, I'll, I'll say to myself, I'm going to do this and then yeah. don't do it. And I get annoyed with myself that I don't do it. Mm. And then it's then I fall back into all the same patterns of like obsessive compulsive of like, okay, I'm going to stop everything, control everything. And yeah. then you're like, okay, that's not going to work. And then it's this cycle that you're you're always trying to catch yourself on, right? And that's the struggle. That's the struggle for that particular particular thing, anyway. But, yeah. You know, I just feel like if I could live a life of meaning and purpose with no happiness, I'd take that because I feel like my life is entirely finite, right? And okay. and. And it's actually something that that's, that keeps me up at night at the moment, right? For the past sort of month or so, <laughs> it's probably because like uh, my mom's birthday is the twenty fifth of September, twenty fourth of September. Okay. So like September, baby. Hey. Yeah, like now it, that time is a weird time anyway. Now, mm. but the it sort of it always reminds me that life is finite and that, that death is always coming, right? Like there's mm. there's and and again I don't mean that in a morbid way because. But no, but I think just that is. just happens for people that have lost a yeah. like, yeah, big yeah, number yeah. of family members and yeah. stuff. But like, I think it's like, why, why waste time being happy when you could just be better? Because yeah. like, I feel like there's a global consciousness and this was a point I was making about the podcast with Dave and Sarah is like, I feel like whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it religion, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I feel like there is a global consciousness okay. in some fashion that we're all adding to. The mm. fact that we're having this conversation mm. and that maybe one person, just mm. you re-editing it, mm. right, is going to listen to it mm. and possibly take something again from it. Mm. Like, we're adding, like, one day you may have children yeah. and you're going to tell your children possibly something from this conversation. Mm. you're adding to the global consciousness that exists in the world because your child may go to China and have a conversation with someone there and to about this about this same podcast right yeah yeah. so we should only ever endeavor to add value to that global consciousness and to me Mm. I believe my role or what I want my role to be is adding meaning and purpose okay I feel like that's a a nice way to round how you've been making me feel (laughs) <laughs> okay. Round things off, curse. Okay. Well, <laughs> that yeah. makes me feel better now. Cool. But yeah, I don't. To me, 
you know, if people say, are you happy with your partner? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, of course, but it's not, it's not happiness. It's, I feel- Why are people asking you these questions? I don't know, but it's like one of those, I mean, it's a white people thing, I think. Okay, honestly, like- honestly. I think it is. It's like, okay. Are you happy in your relationship? Like, yeah, otherwise I wouldn't be in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't ask me fucking stupid questions. But like, <laughs> like, no way, you can't ask me such questions. Like I, it's not like I get offended. I'm just like, who gives you the right to ask me such a question? Sure. Like, it's sure. none of your business. Sure. But like, uh, it's not happiness. It's, I feel like I have a purpose. I feel like I have a meaning. I feel like I'm, I, there, there's lots and lots of deep, meaningful connections that are then fostered by love and affection and all those kind of things. And mm. like, but that's not happy. Like, I've just described those things in words that aren't happy. Therefore, it's not happy. Do you know mm. what I mean? Well, um, if your partner is listening, he definitely loves you. He's smiling while even talking about yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and she knows. Like, we tell each other, like, fucking 15 times a day. Like, it's stupid. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it just, but it just comes. It's just natural. It's just said. It's mm. not like I must tell my partner that I love her now. It's not like that. Like, yeah. If it is, don't be in that relationship. Like, it's not. That's not the one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't feel like happiness is a construct. Well, it's good to hear your thoughts on <laughs> like, yeah, you to be fair, like um, it's good to hear um, how other people see life or mm. describe things or mm. what words, how, you know, words have different meanings yes. to some people. Yes. What you call struggle is different, but then you explaining it makes sense. Of course. I mean, what's crazy to me is, you know, I grew up around some people that had some actual tough childhoods. Mm. Like but you also but, see, I don't this want is the you, bullshit that people say you, I don't want you to disregard your struggle because right. you should literally remain in that thought like yes that was struggle but to me don't compare it to other people's struggle I hear that yeah yeah but to me it wasn't that bad like when I tell people I'm like it really wasn't that bad like on the face of it right on the face of it it sounds awful but that's only because I've told the awful parts right no my don't 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 take don't take this the wrong way. I know like you had some great memories. Of course. But obviously right now you're just sharing. Yeah. The, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like you know, on the face of it, my mother was still incredibly loving. She mm. went without for us all the time. We never we never went without me and my sister ever. Mm. If we wanted to do something, she would do her absolute best to make sure it was done. Mm. Like we still were able to go on holidays to different countries. Yeah. It was the same fucking country as Spain, but whatever. <laughs> like but different parts of Spain. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it was cheap, it was affordable, it was sunshine, and we got to not be in our house and you know, like not many people can say that. So, all right, like, yeah, every single night there was generally an argument and it was generally brutal. Yeah. Like, the morning times were times to savor in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the struggle, I mean, it was what it was, right? It was, it was, was. still a struggle. Yeah, like, I guess, so. I guess so. If you're looking at it on a spectrum, I'm sure it falls under maybe. Average. Yeah, yeah. but it is still a struggle. Like, sure. I think. Sure, sure. Given that I'm not from this country, wasn't born here. Mm -hmm. It's like when you come here and people talk about struggle. It's like, eh. but then when you live here for a while, you just like you realize like there are people in this country suffering. Like of yes, course. this yeah, is like yeah, a first world country, but yeah. there are people going without meals, people sleeping on the streets, yeah, people yeah. just like. I think the biggest struggle here that and maybe I, this is a question I had for you mm. before is like, what was community like? back home i mean everyone everyone's there for each other right like that's the lack of struggle you have there mm. and that's the biggest struggle we have here yeah especially in london even in telford really telford's tiny 
right? It was tiny when I was there. Mm. You, like, you knew everyone through somebody else. Well, I would imagine people would be looking after each other and Absolutely stuff. not. Wow. Absolutely not. No way. Like, you had a set of friends, mm. and that was it. Like, the people you were beefing was somebody's brother. Like, your friend's brother <laughs> was people that you were beefing. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. And here we are. Mm. At the same road, scrapping the same people. Right? It's, yeah, it's not like that. The, and I think community, yeah, community doesn't exist, really. Mm. It exists in, but I think that's a people thing. That's a population thing. It's a mass thing. I think it's thing. also like when people have less, they tend to share. Yes. And when people have more, they tend to keep for themselves. So I Absolutely. think that's when more of a community, like yep. in Africa, people it's like, oh yeah, don't worry, I look after your child, or you go work, or sometimes Whatever. you tend to call those people like your cousins, yeah. and then you realize, mate, when we They're don't just have guy. any, yeah, this is some random guy, but you just end up calling him cousin, call people aunties, and I think you've had this like auntie, like people just call any black woman just like auntie yeah. you don't know this woman yeah. it's just like something we have been yeah i don't know but like to me mm. that's that's far more valuable mm. than wealth like material wealth right? yeah. like again i'm not one of these people that's you know just like fucking burn everything down and we'll start again no yeah like let's not be fucking stupid but it's like there should be a basic necessity that everyone is, has that's met and that's food, water, shelter, clothing, etc. Yeah. You know, the basics that they can go home and not feel like they're going to get robbed or not feel like their house is going to burn down from fucking terrible cladding or yeah. whatever. They should be able to go home and feel safe in their environment. And then, then we can start talking about, you know, communities and these kinds of things because i think you're right i think you're absolutely right that the less you have the more you share mm. and i think something that but that's also a teaching at the end of the day mm. because as i said when i was born my parents from what i can gather were were you know they weren't well off mm. they were they were fine yeah you know i mean they were able to go out and buy some clothes if they wanted to they were able to get a new car when the old one broke or mm. whatever it was they were able to do that right and they were able to go and buy a house off plan. And you know, mm. when I, when I was, what well, the house I grew up in was a five bedroom house, two garages. Right? Damn. Like it was a serious house. Yeah, you know that's, I mean? it is a serious now, house. Now, of course, like in Telford, that was 180 grand, right? But, but okay. it's still mm. a five bedroom house and two fucking garages. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And my parents were still able to get a mortgage on that shit. So clearly they were doing all right. Mm. Um, but my mom always, always, always was, preaching to us about caring and sharing and being selfless and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So that stuff was bred in me. And, you know, when I got money, I gave money. Mm. Always. You know, there was, there'd be people that you know, wouldn't ask for money, but I knew they needed the money. So I'd give them the money. Yeah. And it's because I felt like, and I still say, is like, if I have it, I'm not going to spend it all. Mm. So you might as well have some. Mm. And I know that I've already covered my necessities. I've paid my I'll rent. I'll send you this month. my bank details. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, but like, and, and even now, now when I have a lot less money than I had two years ago, yeah. it's like, if I can spare it, why not? Why not? Why not? What, what, what good does it give me? Yeah. Um, and the answer is not a lot, really. 
super cool. But anyways, I want to hear about, do you have any interests? I know you told interest. us, yeah, because I'm really, I mm, don't know. Yeah, and I'm interested in a fucking ton of things, really. Like, Though it doesn't make you happy, but we want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, so I, I have my hands in, in quite a few pies at the moment. Okay. Like, I have the podcast, I obviously have my job. Um, oh yeah, tell us about, um, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, the name of my podcast, oh Jesus, shameless plugs. The name <laughs> of my podcast is all about balance. Um, it, you can find it anywhere, iTunes, yeah. Spotify, all of the podcast apps. Yeah. Um, my Instagram, which is Powell underscore BJJ, I think. Yeah. If I'll quote that yeah. some, somewhere. Um, but yeah, so so I do the podcast. Um, I have, have my job. I write for an MMA website. Okay. Um, I basically just do long form articles, previewing shows, and telling stories of fighters and this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I am a director for a grappling show. Okay. Called Pantheon Promotions. Um, obviously that's not doing anything at the moment, but when when think the lockdown stuff eases and whatever, we'll we'll probably be able to get back to shows with audiences, which would be cool. Yeah. Um. I, what else do I do? I'm trying to start a clothing brand for Jiu Jitsu. Okay. Obviously, I train. All about ba- no, what's it called? Uh, balance. Balance, balance clothing. Ba- yeah, balance clothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I obviously train Jiu Jitsu yeah. like, like as much as I can. I'm going to get back into striking, I think, because that's where my background came from. Yeah. Um, but outside of all that like stuff, mm-hmm. like, I'm interested in people, right? I'm interested in psychology. I'm interested in philosophy. Like, mm. I've decided that I'm going to write. Uh, I didn't go uni or anything like that, so I don't really know what a PhD or a thesis is, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I have I have a, I have a theory. Okay. And the theory is that humans are consciously or unconsciously mm-hmm. building the next evolution of humanity. Okay. And that's AI and tech. So I'm going to write over the course of my life, probably. Okay. But I'm going to write... Uh, a document that puts those thoughts into paper um, or digital paper probably I'm mm. probably not going to have a write it maybe you should make a documentary I mean that would be cool I'm only saying that maybe. because I'm into documentaries so. yeah I mean I like documentaries as well I just think the problem with documentaries is is that they're too short in a lot of ways you can't you can never fit in you can make like a series of documentaries yeah yeah maybe and probably what I'll do in actuality is I'll just podcast it Mm. Like, because the one thing I'm going to do with the articles is, you know, the articles that I write are like three and a half thousand, four thousand words sometimes, mm. and and the one that I write in the moment is probably going to be longer than that. But it's like nobody has the time to read that stuff. Well, nobody what chooses. Do you mean? Nobody chooses to read that stuff, and I think it's a lot harder to digest five thousand words than it is to hear fifteen minutes of a podcast. Right. But I feel like. You know, going back to what I said before about adding to the pantheon of knowledge, adding to the, the, the global consciousness, I feel like that this is probably my work. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Alongside opening a jiu-jitsu school and doing all that sort of stuff in my future, I think something literary where I put something down on paper that may be absolute trash, right? Maybe. Yeah. But I feel like there's something there. I feel like there's something there. Well, I'm, I'm excited do. for your future. <laughs> Looking you. forward. I, I actually want make that a book, like three thousand yeah, words. Like yeah. people do love reading. Yeah, I mean that the the plan will be to because um, there's so many angles to that to to my thoughts about us creating ourselves as as AI. Like 
there's so many thoughts that it probably will be a I don't know, a hundred thousand page word, book or whatever it will be. But but it's organic, right? It's natural. I'm not I'm not putting myself in any pressure to do it. Yeah. I mean, um, do you have any dislikes or any dislikes? Yeah. Well, happiness, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. You're I terrible. I think. Do I have any dislikes? Yeah. Um. Wasting time, I think, is the biggest one. Okay. Wasting time. It, because, you know, I, I just... Maybe this is just the, the period that I'm in in my life, right? But but I feel like time is absolutely so unbelievably precious. Mm. And I feel like if, if we waste that... Okay. I'm not really somebody that believes in regret too much, okay. but, but I... I like, I like you said, too much. <laughs> Because I, I feel like regret in, in some ways natural and, and mm. what I'm about to say is about to, you know, be hypocritical to the statement I've just made. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I'm, if I make 85, whatever it is, if I make mm. 80, I don't want to look back on my life and be like, I should have done more. Because mm. that's regret. You know what I mean? Like I can look back at my life now, 10 years ago when I was 17 and be like, the decisions I made were mine and, and I accept the decisions I made were what I made and I obviously wanted to make those decisions at the time whether yeah. I would have made them now would have been totally different but but I don't want to be 85 and be like shit man I should have done more mm, I think you're doing a lot I mean don't put too much pressure on yourself honestly but if you're if from, from the things you just said like by 85 I'm sure you would have done a lot please maybe. retire 50 <laughs> chill I mean maybe for someone who's not looking to have any fun or happiness, yeah. just, I think, don't consume yourself with, like, accomplishing a lot of things. Just take some time to yeah. retire. I just think, see, I... And have fun, but I can't, don't, I can't not imagine, happiness. I can't imagine retirement will ever be a thing for me, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... I mean, don't get me wrong, like, me and my missus went to Portugal last year, and it was incredible. Mm. We just... We rented a villa out in the hills and mm. we just went walking and we just did nothing essentially mm. and it was it was beautiful one of the best holidays i've ever had right maybe you need to do more of that right nothing but, but what i was doing while i was there was thinking right and that's something like last night for instance mm -hmm. me and me we went to bed at like about midnight right quarter to 11 and i was up yeah she was snoring next to me yeah right? and i was up probably until half one two just mm -hmm. thinking about anything and that's when that. you say thinking are you on your phone or are you just no, literally no, no, no. lying there oh thinking? no i'm lying yeah yeah i'm lying there i'm lying there okay. i don't i don't look at my phone it's, mm. uh, i'm just lying there face up looking at the ceiling thinking about like last night's thoughts were i went and did a private with uh, a jiu-jitsu private so i was thinking about that a lot i then ended up on death obviously mm -hmm. and then when and from there it just extrapolates out to the universe right it just goes as far as your mind can think mm. and i i don't I, I don't switch off i just don't like my brain doesn't switch off it never has i don't is that something that you would want to do absolutely not what's the point okay. like it's wasting time what, what I mean? switching off is wasting time yeah i think okay. so like maybe that's gonna be wrong when i'm 50 burnt out and i've got nothing left right? yeah maybe but i feel Go on, you're gonna, you're I was going to say to because obviously it's, I would imagine like from what we just spoke about, your brain is like the most important thing and your thoughts. Yeah. I, I feel so. like you need to give your brain a break, especially yeah. like going away and doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I know you can't stop thinking, but just like yeah. going away from your 
everyday normal life and yeah, just like 100%, 100%. you know i feel like the brain needs an exercise which is away from the usual routine yeah. and in a different environment and all that and i do get that i do get that in, in i do get that right now to be honest like mm. i get that when i play games with tom or tommy or whoever like i get to still go and like i let go of because the game is consumes you right mm. because you have to be focused in order to to to, to be like my brain just bombs out and I don't think about anything but the game mm. when I'm sat with my missus and we're, you know, we're watching something or having a conversation I'm just thinking about that I'm not thinking about all these other extraterrestrial things yeah. that, that I have like I'm able to just be mm. right? and those are my relaxation moments really those are my moments where where I can just yeah let go of whatever it is and just be who I am with who I have okay and you know that, you know I don't I don't you know I'm not I'm not in any way, shape, or form. Like I, I wouldn't class myself as intelligent or anything like that. Like right. I'm not one of these people that's going to change the world or whatever. <laughs> like I, honestly, I don't feel that. Like I have friends that are, you would do though. That I mean, maybe <laughs> that, that are far more intelligent than I am academically and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But I just, um, I just think like I just I always have. Mm. I always, always have. But but you're right that there are you definitely need balance, right? You need oh Jesus, I've said it. I've said it. I absolutely fucking hate that point. <laughs> People come on the podcast, right? And they're like, Oh yeah and we talk about something like it's just all about balance, isn't it? And I'm like, Fuck <laughs> off like Oh Jesus. I mean but, that's where it comes from, no? I mean, I guess so. Like mm-hmm. I when I was when I one of the, this is so fucking stupid, but one of the main blockers I had for starting the podcast was what do I call it? Mm. And I was thinking about that for absolutely ages. And I can't quite remember, which is one of the reasons why it's good, right? Why the name works is mm. because I can't quite remember how it happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was in a conversation where I was like, yeah, it's just all about balance. And I was like, that's, that's it, the actually. One. That's the one. That's the one. But it is, it is about that. It is mm. about being... Like here, for instance, when we're having this conversation. Mm. I'm not thinking about other things. I'm not thinking about where I've got to be later. I'm not thinking about whatever i'm thinking about the questions you ask me and i'm answering them in a fashion that is i'm attempting to to, to articulate myself in a way that is true to me but also mm. will make sense to other people right? okay yeah, yeah. um but i think balance is like it's key remember, yeah it's key it's like key. if you don't have balance in a lot of things yep. you're just gonna get lost 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah so you know, I, I, I try to follow, you know, I said at the very start of this that I follow one of Nietzsche's teachings, which is don't be tied to any ideology, mm. but which is really ironic because that's an ideology in itself. But anyway, like the thing, the other thing that I try to do is I have ta- uh, two tattoos on my on my thigh and it says chaos and order. Mm. And, and there's a there was a German psychologist called Carl Jung who tried to teach the importance of being in the middle of chaos and order. Yeah. Not too far on the on order because then you need that chaos. But equally, you can't live your life just solely in chaos because it just doesn't work. Mm. So living your life in the middle, right? And in the middle to me is balance. Yeah. Because, and and but having knowledge of how far both mm. realms go. Yeah. Um, because if you you wouldn't know what the middle is unless you know the extremities of, of both sides. Mm. Both. And you could call chaos and order happiness and sadness. You could mm. call it elation and depression. You could call it whatever you want it. Yeah. However you brand it is the same. But you're right that that finding a happy medium in the middle mm. allows you to be fruitful. I think. Yeah, I think what from what you just said, having 
balance in life is just you make better decisions yes like knowing where to place your life or okay like now i can't be in the middle i need to be on this side because that makes sense for now yes and then it's just easier to make decisions in general yeah and how how did you come to that position um i mean i'll my stories another day do you know what i mean like sure i've had so many things happen that have shaped who i am of course and the decisions that i make and then i don't know i think most of my life i've had to raise myself so mm-hmm. i live by my decisions my way like whatever i say is just like it's gonna affect me mm-hmm. so i need to look out for me and i don't know it's just a bit long of course i've failed <laughs> sometimes the decisions i've made i'm like damn I'm like, <laughs> what was i thinking sure. but then that's just like a learning curve like not like you said no regrets it's not like I'll, i i want to get to 85 and think oh i want to get to 85 and look at that thing that i did that was stupid mm-hmm. like yeah i did that yeah <laughs> I literally i literally did that and look at look at me now yeah like i'm not i'm not scared like i feel like even people that do stupid things like say it's a nudes you should never regret that do it with your chest like you said news like it's out yeah. there there's a chance someone will put that stuff up and yeah. be out in the world don't cry about it because you sent it you, you actually sent it yeah knowingly no I mean, it's still a fucking scumbag move if you, it if, is if you put that up it is but you shouldn't it shouldn't be something that destroys destroys you sure. like sure 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 it is what it is like like mate it is what it is yeah. I'm grown. If my kids say it, I'd just be like, yeah, mum was on was on some crud. Fucking hell. Yeah, I made the decision. Because like, I think parents like um, shelter us yes. from seeing such things. Like mistakes are common. Like as a child, yeah. you make a mistake and you think, oh, how am I going to get over this? Mm-hmm. But it's life. Like life is just full of mistakes and learning. Yeah. And the sooner you learn that when you're younger, the better your life is gonna be. How would you preach that to your children? I just I'm I would try and I hope I do really try to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Like if my kids see me upset, I'll tell them I am upset. Like mommy's upset, mommy needs a moment. Like right now, you've said this, that pissed me off <laughs> and we need to stop talking for a day. Just be transparent, like this is how I handle my emotions, like mm-hmm that's happened i just don't like because when you're a child and you see your parents like say argue you just you, you just see it's like there's an energy in the house like but you mm-hmm. don't know what's happening yeah and no one's telling you anything yeah i feel like kids should be told like yeah like mommy and daddy are not happy at the moment we're not breaking up like just so they know yes they're mommy and daddy and it's Fine. easier for them to protect you because like kids talk because they'll go to yeah, school and yeah, ask yeah, teacher yeah, like yeah, yeah mommy daddy slap mommy yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, that's like a bad environment for a yeah, child. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll, I'll try that approach. Yeah, I think that's positive. I think that's positive. I think the best the best theory on parenting so far that I've heard is from um, two of my friends. They're Scandinavian. Mm. And they, they say, I don't want to parent my child. I want to enable my child. Mm. So like they, they've tried to start his life by putting him on a really good diet mm-hmm. and he can speak both Finnish and English. Mm-hmm. He's like two, three, right? Like he, he's not fluent obviously, but, but he can say words in both languages and you know, he can understand the difference between both of them and, and you know, the, the toys that he plays with, they're not you know, massive branded, huge things. They're just normal, regular toys that we would have played with yeah. as kids. 
Um, and he doesn't get much screen time. He doesn't get, you know, if if he's in the room, there's no phone anywhere. No yeah. sight of a phone, no sight of a TV on. There may be some music or whatever, yeah. but, but that's it, right? And they interact with him and they, they really make him feel like a person, right? Mm. And then... That's very important. Right, so important. And then when, when he grows up, you know, they're like, he can do whatever he wants because we're going to have set a baseline for him that's good diet, good communication, and love, right? Mm. Because then whatever he does, his, he'll, he'll habitually fall back on mm. whatever these things are that he was taught as a child. Yeah. And it's just un- unbelievably it is, it intelligent. Is, <laughs> it is intelligent, but it's very dangerous as well. Yeah. I think, back to your word, you need to have a balance in yeah. that. You need to be very careful because if you, yeah. a child... A child's mind is always developing and if they sure. know they are you're just enabling anything they're doing yeah it's like oh let me try that let me test my parents let yeah me see what they're doing it's like and of course yeah there's yeah. that as well of course because you know part of growing up is finding out what your boundaries are mm. right? and i mean i don't know what like how old were you when you moved to the uk uh, i think like 12. Okay, yeah. cool. So you yeah. you were you probably tested some boundaries in those twelve years, right? <laughs> yeah, and and you'd have found out pretty quick I where was, those boundaries I were. Was, I was that kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it's the same. It was the same for me, right? Like my my father was violent, but my mom was never violent mm. ever, right? But when she shouted, "Holy fuck!" You knew you were in trouble, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of them. Like if mom shouted, you were like, "Oh shit!" Like. <laughs> Oh, something's happening now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I think I think that being transparent to your children and and showing that you're, showing that you're, because I think that the thing as well is you put your parents on a pedestal, right? Yeah, that you're human. Yeah. Mm. And you, you feel like they're more, than, like, you... Thinking about it now, like when I was a kid, my mom and dad were gods, really. Mm. Like, they were untouchable, they were unbreakable, they knew everything. Mm. They they had control over everything. And then when you when you realise that that was a really sombering moment for me is when I realised my mom was just a woman. Just a regular human. Trust. Right? And you were like, Oh shit. You were like, Oh, well this changes everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of a life shattering moment in a way that would be better spent if you knew that your mum and dad were... Even the way you treat them, it would be different. Yeah. Like, I feel like you respect someone more when they make you feel like you're human. Like, as a child, like, I think from how I was raised, like, being younger, your opinion means nothing. Sure. You're not allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. If When I say being younger, as in someone one year older than me can tell me to shut up. because they, to. Yeah, because they're older than me. Yeah. And I always, I think I've always been rebellious. I'll be like, no, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, how can you, mate, we're playing together. How can you tell me to like, shush, just cause you're two years. Yeah. But it's really- Yeah, I mean, that's nuts to me in a way. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's like, not. In a way I get it because, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's 20 years older than you, they may have something of, of worth to say to you. Yeah, that's which gonna change true. your life. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. For, like, fuck me. What have I just been saying about my nan, right? My mm. nan says something, no, just did it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, why not? Fuck it, my nan said it, it must mm. be right. But then in the same vein, you know, I'm, I'm the same as you that, uh, in some ways, like I went to school and I argued with teachers a lot. Mm. Not because I wanted to be mean to them. Yeah, yeah. I just disagreed with what they were saying and I believed that what I said was right. Now, yeah. Sometimes 
I may have been right, and sometimes, probably most of the time, most I was the, wrong. Yeah, yeah, be wrong, right? yeah. But thankfully, well, I got. In, I mean, I got in trouble for for arguing with teachers, of course, because of authority and all that bullshit. But but they engaged in those arguments with me, and I think that, as you say, you should understand that your parents are human. Yeah. And you should also be shown. I think. I, th- I think when your parents make mistakes, mm. right, and. You know, you can sit them down and be like, fucked up, right? And I did this, and this is the repercussions of what I've done, right? Especially when it comes to, like, Christmas presents. Because oh, I'm, I'm just like, why would you struggle to buy me a present when we need the gas bill to be paid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, we messed up, there's yeah. no money. Yeah. What do you think? I, I like parents that ask their kids, what do you think? So we have this, and, you know, do you want a present? Well, you know, if we get presents, we might get cold. Yeah. It's gonna be a cold winter. I'd be like, I wanna get warm. Yeah. Get the heating bill paid, like yeah, I don't course. care about presents now. Not now anyway, I can get one later on. Yeah. But I think that's important. I think the because then you're kind of and but then again again you have to you have to meter how much of the world you show that child because mm. you don't want your child to lose their childhood. You don't want but then you know what, what's really interesting about childhood is people say oh it's like innocence right it's like this this wonderful sort of place where there's no pain or suffering mm. that you experience as an adult mm. and it's like okay you definitely have to introduce them to the adult pain and suffering slowly yeah but you don't want to you don't want it to be like a crashing coin moment where they're like oh so this is adult like fuck this i don't believe in innocence interesting like there's no such thing it's just like as a child you find out something and you immediately realize it's wrong and you won't tell anyone mm. you just keep it to yourself because no one's preparing you for that yeah and people think oh she's young she's innocent she doesn't know anything not knowing your child knows a lot your yeah. child has seen a lot yeah, 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 yeah. and of course like getting older becoming an adult there's things you come across like mate why didn't no one tell me about this yeah and that kind of hurts yeah i agree and i think i think the biggest thing for me the biggest thing that i'd like to achieve Mm. if i ever become a father is i'd like to be able to have i'd like to to ask my my child a question Mm. and then not be embarrassed to answer it Mm. I think if I get to that position, I win. Like I've yeah, won. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I can get to a position where I'm like, "Did you have a good day at school today?" Yeah. And then be like, "No, I didn't have a good day at school today yeah. because somebody called me fat or ugly or whatever." Mm. And I can be like, "Okay, this is how we're going to deal with this." Yeah. Right. Or I could say to my child, "What happened today?" And they were like, "I got in a fight," or "I stole from a shop," or "I, I, 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 blah blah blah, whatever." be able to have a conversation with me and tell me the truth always mm, i like, think that that will start with you sharing right you know mm. and i feel like if you can have that level of relationship then you don't have to be worried about that child really yeah because that that child can go out and do whatever if they come home to you and be like oh, i fucked up yeah i did yeah. this and you'd be like that's cool this is yeah. why you fucked up. Mm. And this is what I did as a kid yeah. by fucking up. <laughs> well, you think that's bad. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened to me at that age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think if that happens, then that, that's a win for me. Well, I'm sure you're going to be a great dad. You have, you have loads of experience, life experience. <sighs> if you, Maybe. you know, if you're blessed to ah, have. Indeed. 
kids. But it's been great having you. I have a few questions, quick fire questions. All right. We call them TGO fire questions. All right, shoot. Okay. Do I, do I have to answer with short answers? or It's up to you. You can give us a little explanation right, if you right, feel cool, like. Cool. Um, do you prefer talking or texting? Talking. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was, easy, that was the easiest question anyone's ever asked me. <laughs> um, what was the last song you listened to? Well, uh, at the moment, I'm just repeating Potter Paper's Training Day 3 album. So it would have been something when i was on the way here that's what i was listening to so it would have been one of those songs okay um what's your favorite holiday destination i don't know because i haven't been to it yet like yeah. to me i feel like the, that's still to come if i had to choose right now it would have yeah. been portugal absolutely mm. that's you this or well, i haven't asked yeah. as many people but literally the last person did say Portugal. Yeah, so, so I went to. It was. Where did you go in Portugal? Just north of Faro. So Faro okay. is the, well, the the southernmost point in 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 Portugal. Yeah. And then yeah, we we hired a car and we drove like I don't know like thirty five miles, forty miles up into the hills and it was fucking beautiful. So okay. nice. That sounds like something. Yeah, do it. Oh, that's yeah, right yeah, up my it. street. Um, would you prefer invisibility or super strength? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, if I'm rolling with Tom, super strength. If, uh, if it's outside of that, probably invisibility. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I think if I was a kid, I'd have said invisibility, but now I'd probably just say super strength. Like, I don't care to be invisible anymore. Mm, I, I would say invisibility. Really? I just feel like that would be super Why? cool. Why though? I don't know. It's, it's just, sneaky, it's just no? I feel like it's something that matches my personality. I don't need, I have my brain. I don't need strength. Yeah, that. I hear that. I do yeah. hear that. I think the way I took that question was like, because to me, like when I was in, if I wanted to be invisible, it's because I wanted to hide, mm. right? But I don't need to hide anymore. I yeah. can just be, you know what I mean? So that's why. Like, why are you looking at us hiding? But but you know, but it is right. You're invisible. <laughs> Nobody can see you. You're essentially hiding. Right? I just want to walk around naked, go to the <laughs> You can do that. You can do that now. You can get. I want to go to the shop. I want to go to the shop. People just see fruits getting picked up. <laughs> Um, right, are you a morning or a night person? Night, fuck me, I hate the morning so badly. Like, yeah. <laughs> when, so my missus gets up really early, goes to the gym and then goes to work, right? Yeah, yeah. And when she heard my alarm go off at like eight, she came and was like, you all right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going Tom's in it. And she was like, boy, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, I me. feel lucky. I come alive at the night time, as Kanye West once said. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool, night owl. Um, favorite ice cream flavor? You know them ones? <laughs> I don't. So, tell us. So, there's a Ben and Jerry's, yeah? Yeah. That's got, it's like, got caramel in it. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's got a little bit of cone, ice cream cone in it. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Run me, a, run me a tub of that whenever you want. Oh. I, what I'll do is I'll find it, because obviously my friend's over there. Mm. I'll find it and I'll text it to you and you can either edit it in or whatever. But bruh, it's, it's levels. It's oh. serious levels. Okay, I think I. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, okay. levels. Might go to the shop and check it out. Do it. I'll take this audio and be like, uh, I want what he's describing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, favorite meal of the day? Hmm. Well, I'll say the evening meal. Okay. The evening meal, because that's. Maybe this is a bit whatever, but the evening meal is generally the time when I get to sit down with my partner and have a conversation with her. Okay. So 
And and plus, I find like if you're gonna go out to a restaurant, more time you go like six pm, seven pm, dinner, whatever, yeah. so even if dinner meal, right? So so I think dinner, dinner, yeah. Yeah, I think same. Yeah. For the reason that you said sitting down with someone. Perfect. Um, for who's who was your first celebrity crush? Ooh. So it's either gonna be who came first? Oh, you had loads. Nah, nah. It's like it's either gonna be Hermione Granger. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Harry Potter. Okay. Or it will be Haley Williams from Paramore. I, but I can't remember who came first. I, mm. I reckon it's probably Haley Williams. Probably. Yeah. Cool. Big up eleven-year-old me. Geeky. I can see the. <laughs> I can see the geek in you now. Um, do you believe in love at first sight? No. Wow. I should. I should. I probably. I should have taken that question out. <laughs> I could have answered that myself for you. Um, favorite junk food. Shit, man. You know, I want to hear um, sweet thing okay. and savory. savory. All right, sweet thing is biscuits. Okay. Without a fucking shadow of a doubt. Uh-huh. Biscuits. Savory thing. You know what? That's tough. That's tough. Does bread count as junk food? No. All right, they're not bread. Uh... <laughs> you, you eat biscuits with bread. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think it's probably a, uh, like a toss-up, right? It's either it's either really good fried chicken, because mm. I mean, there's just not much better, mm. or like a real a real serious curry with like the naan breads and the rices. What's, and... what's the spice level? What's your spice level? Oh, I mean, hit me with whatever you've got. I don't really mind. Okay, mine is pathetic lemon yeah, and herb. I, I d- don't look at me like that. Allow the me. judgment. Utter judgment right now. Utter, utter. I tried so hard, but it hit me right in the square in the chest. Man said eleven and herb, you know. Fucking hell. Yeah, no, I can't. Nah. I don't like. I'm, Are you a medium person? So I eat medium because to me it's the it's the tastiest. Okay. But if you gave me extra hot, I'd be fine. Okay, it wouldn't be a problem. But the problem with extra hot is it's like. So a little known fact about Nando's, hot and extra hot is actually the same, but with extra hot they just put more hot on. Like it's okay. hot but like double the coating. Okay. And it's just like the tastiness of hot is that you get the chili flavours, but you also get the, the garlics and the herbs and this and that. Yeah. Extra hot, it's just chili. Mm. It's like, okay, cool, like chili tastes nice, mm. but I also like garlic and I also like herbs and I also like paprikas and these flavors. Like, yeah. I don't need just chili, right? Yeah. So it just feels a bit boring. But there is the um, the perivusa sauce yeah. at Nando's, which is like supposedly the hottest one. One, it's not that hot, and two, it's super tasty. So that I'd recommend that one. Okay. Recommend that one. But yeah, either, either like fried chicken or like a, a curry, a good curry, that'd be beautiful. Well, I literally feel like I've got to know you <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I feel like if I was to ever have you back on here, I'll have to write questions down because right. then right. I'll be like, yeah, we spoke about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story with me and Absolutely. anyone else listening. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, it's uh, it's strange, actually. It's very strange. Like, it's strange being on this side of the podcast, that's for sure. I mean, I try to I try to make the podcast that I do as much of a conversation as, as anything else. Yeah. But, but I do, I do understand 
Like I don't, I don't often get. I mean, I don't, I don't tell my story ever really to anyone. Feel privileged. And yeah, like it, it came a time when, like when I was a kid. I don't want to dive too much into this because yeah. I know we've been talking for a while. But like, it, when I was a kid, I didn't tell anyone anything ever. Mm. Right, I kept everything super close to my chest. And then the more that I, I got older, the more I realized that it, it's just a story, right? Like yeah. It, when you when you decompartmentalize that stuff and realize that that's just your life and it is what it is and nothing to be ashamed of, you just tell it more. And now I'm way more open about telling my story. Um, that's good. And but this is the first time I think on air I've told my story. So. Get in. Yeah. Exclusive. 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 <laughs> but yeah, thank you very very much. I know that this has been a, a long time coming. Yeah. I know my schedule has not allowed. I was chasing allowed, you down. Yeah, my schedule's not allowed me to do this, but but I'm I'm very glad that we have done it. And and, and I was patient. Was I knew it will happen. Yeah, like it, honestly, I was just like, of course. Whenever course, it happens, yeah. it will happen. And and let's let's run this back the other way. You've got to come. Of course, like have yeah. me on. Yeah, absolutely. have those biscuit and bread. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. But yeah, thank you very very much. No, thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, to teach your podcast. That's good aura. Bye.